0: Good morning all, welcome to uh, the sermon part of um, of the service this morning. Thanks for Bernard for putting together the playlist, and Dave is ever uh, recording me now here at Sunnymead. And uh, miss you all, uh, hate not gathering together, uh, to be honest, and I think most of you would be the same, but very much open to what God is doing uh, in these strange times. And uh, it's forever being discussed behind the scenes, just so you know, about how we're being church in these at times what we can and can't do, what the latest guidance is, the rules changing incessantly. And there's a good team of people uh, in the leadership overseeing all of that uh, on your behalf. And, and they really are working hard to try and make things happen as if, if they can happen. Uh, but, um, but church goes on. Uh, church is not closed. Uh, the building we may be restricted in, but church is open. Uh, it goes on in different ways. Faith is necessary, um, of course, uh, particularly at this time. Um, But I want you to be encouraged that that in my travels around and about and listening to, you know, going to elders meetings now and elders trustees and uh, meeting with the team and everything else, God is moving and we feel we're being shaken up and challenged. Uh, But the most important thing, I want to encourage you, uh, we may not be in the building, but God is with us. And and that's really important. Uh, A few things I wanted to share with you, just to to make sure that you're aware. Uh, It's not really all notices or anything. Uh, You see, just have a good look at the bulletins, loads of stuff in there. But some encouraging stories. Um, I was asking the team uh, to share some bits and pieces. Uh, Gary's really encouraged uh, because there's the return of the youth and children's work. Uh, Both brigades, Delve Kingdom Kids, um, meeting, they're looking at various ways how they can do that safely. Um, and uh, yeah, recently, in fact, they met last week, and um, part of it was uh, allowing young kids to light fires, uh, thankfully, in the car park not inside the church building and They had a lot of fun, but uh, Neighborhood watch was uh, what it was, which is really good, so uh, first of all, uh, they heard some sirens and uh, thought oh that 'd be funny if it for us. Well, actually it was. The fire brigade turned up and said they had reports of youths in the car park. Uh, lighting fires, which they were. and um, But they were really, really gracious. Gary was great with them. He was actually quite a good witness, uh, showed them all the risk assessments, saw what they were doing, was abiding by all the rules. And uh, they actually said, oh, this is really good and, and had a bit of a laugh and a joke with them, which was good. You'd think that the fun was over, but then the police turned up uh, 20 minutes or so later um, and uh, and questioned everything because... Uh, the youth work's allowed to gather in, in, in more than six people. But quite right, the police turned up and uh, someone was worried. And, and again, because of risk assessments, because of hard work that's gone on behind the scenes, and also in the gracious way that they were dealt with, a good, strong witness, and I know Gary's intending to write to neighbours, to, to, to reassure them, uh, thank them for their uh, for seeing that and actually reporting it, because you never know, it might have been kids lighting bonfires in the... In the, in the uh, in the car park, but also to build some relationships. So there's opportunity as well, and um, and we passed those tests with flying colours. So it's testament to the work that goes on in the background of all these risk assessments and, and policies that have to be looked at. Um, uh, yeah, the building wise, some, some Bible study groups are using uh, Perry Street, uh, as have some uh, discipleship groups. We already spoke about the youth and, and some of the children. We're starting to think uh, about some exciting stuff which we, we think we can do uh, for upcoming events, like we've got Remembrance Sunday, where it uh, doesn't like we can gather in the high street, but there's things that we're looking at doing there. Bit of an Advent series, hopefully trying to get something out on a daily basis to you, but we're, again, we're seeing if we can do that in Christmas. So we are thinking about a lot of things behind the scenes, and again, uh, a, lot of, um, a lot of work in that. Charlotte is enthusiastic as ever. Um, she's really, she's, uh, she's so enthusiastic. Um, huge encouragement for her. Uh, she just shared this with me. The first week back at Girls Brigade, we used for games and uh, kind of welcome back session. And she said, all of the girls there said, um, are we going to have some time to pray afterwards? These girls are mostly non-church kids. The thing they wanted to do after six months of not seeing each other was to pray. And she was really excited about that. We've got Roger uh, has officially joined the team now after the recent church members meeting. Really, really good uh, to have Roger on board. He's already uh, making himself known to many of our pastoral situations. Great to have him at the staff team meetings, and I think he's doing great. He's integrating uh, well. I'm doing okay. Uh, gradual steps back, uh, so you'll be seeing more of me. Uh, but, uh, yeah, been told to still be cautious, but we, we're getting there. And, uh, yeah, I just thought I'd share some encouraging stuff. I hope you're all well. I'm going to pray for us now as we open God's word. Father, we thank you that um, even though these are strange times, we know that you're with us, that you never leave us or forsake us. Uh, Holy Spirit, you live within us. And Lord, that we have been called to be your witnesses to the world. And I pray, Lord, as we open up your word now and talk about faith, uh, real faith, a faith that works, a faith that matters, that you would speak to us, that your Holy Spirit would illuminate these words and put them on our heart. Pray that we'll hear your voice through this. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so, I uh, already told you, I think it's important at these times, isn't it? Faith matters. Faith matters, and, and, and that's an obvious statement. I've got three things I want to talk about uh, this morning that i felt God lead me to. We need to have a faith that's real, a reality in our faith, a reality in the things that we confess, a reality in our belief, and if we've got that, then... It's not just for us, it's a faith that works. So we have a a real faith, but then that faith uh, is applied, a faith that works. And then to encourage you and say, the faith that is real and a faith that works matters. It matters to you, it matters to God, and it matters to all the people um, who may or may not know God, but but out in the community uh, around and about us. And these strange times are continuing. I'm fed up with it, but just trying to see what God is doing. I bet you're, you're fed up with it as well. There's uncertainty around, there's fear, there's anxiety. Um, but people are desperate for hope. They're, they're really desperate for hope. They want to kind of see a way forward. And, and it's, 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 they're raising questions about life. They don't know what the future holds. And, and to be honest, nor do we on, in our time on earth. We literally at the moment don't know what tomorrow will bring. Um, As I'm recording this, Essex uh, Council have asked for us to be upgraded in a negative way um, on the COVID side of things. We don't know if that's coming or not. There's people across the country, all sorts of different things. We really don't know what's going to happen one day uh, to the next. And we've been used to, I guess, kind of knowing um, our journey forward uh, to a certain extent. And there's a certain comfort in that as well. But let's face it, our faith is being tested. Uh, The reliance on God has never been more paramount uh, like times like this. And because of that, we have opportunity. We have opportunity to show faith in action, following Jesus, followers of Jesus. The Sunday gathering that we're used to uh, may not be possible for now, but the church is alive and active I long for the day when we can meet together, but in the meantime, we don't stop being church. The church is you. You're part of the church making a difference. And it's a good time, I think, to start looking about our individual faith and how that impacts Uh, the world. So I'm going to make a start. That's my introduction. Uh, So three points. We've got a faith that's real, a faith that works, a faith that matters. So first of all, a faith that's real. I'm going to read from Matthew 7, uh, verse uh, 7 and 8. And this is where we're looking at our individual faith. This is the faith that's real, the first point. Words of Jesus. He said this, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be open. And I wonder if you can think back if you've, if you've had this experience. And if not, we can help you in it. But I think, wonder if you can look back to that time when you thought, there's got to be something more than this. I remember asking that question uh, back in 1995. And I, I was seeking something more. Life practically... Uh, materialistically everything else was going great I was newly married, I was in a good job and everything else but it was a kind of an emptiness and, and so I was asking, I was seeking and, and I found uh, the answer or at least God found me um, part of my journey as you, many of you know is Alpha but also about Christians coming alongside me and I found the answer and I found that the answer is only found in a person who is God, who is Jesus and I found that's where true life is apparent, only in him. God himself is real, revealed to us in Jesus. And, and when I've understood this truth, that I can know God because of what Jesus has done for me, that whatever goes on in life, whether it's uh, the stressful COVID times, whether it's uh, problems in life, whether it's stress and strains, uh, whether it's some dark times, I can know that I'm not alone. And once I know that I'm not alone... And I have that real faith. It means I can face things that maybe life throws at us. uh, Things that maybe before you might not have made it through. Um, But knowing that Jesus is with you in great times, but also the very dark times, is an empowering, um, intimate, emotional, spiritual thing. But it wasn't enough back in the day to say, wow, I found Jesus. Jesus wasn't lost. I was the one who was lost. And so I, I looked, I asked, I saw, I found, brilliant. Now I know he's real, great. Uh, what am I going to do with that information? I had to make a decision. And life's full of decisions. So I, I'll decide today what I'm going to wear and eat and drink and, and all that sort of stuff. Or I might put the sat-nav on. The sat-nav's not always right and I'm off in the wrong direction. But there's t- there comes a time in life on this real faith that you have to make a decision. Many of you have made this decision. But I want to remind you of it. Uh, Jesus said in Matthew 7, 13 to 14, uh, enter through the narrow gate. I love that. He doesn't say, oh, would you like to, or would you, I'd really appreciate it if you could. It's it's a, come on, enter. It's a enter. He's He's trying not to give us an option. Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road That leads to life, and only a few find it. He's saying that, look, he's the narrow gate. It's only through Jesus that I can know God, and that you can know God, and then face anything that life throws at me. He goes on to say in verse 15 uh, Watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. By their fruit you will recognize them. The people pick grapes from thorn bushes, or figs from thistles. Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit. But a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus by their fruit you will, you will recognise them. You know, there's deception out there. This is, this is the deceptive. This are the false prophets, the false teachers. The people in the world will say, look, why don't you just do what you want to do? If it's good for you, that's fine. It doesn't matter. If you hurt someone in the process, no worries. Or all roads lead to God. These are false prophets. They are false teachers. And there's deception. There is deception. And you can see in that part of the passage that faith and deeds come together. Jesus is saying, look at the fruit. If you want to see who a person really is, look at the fruit of their labour. If I want to see where an apple tree is, I go and look for the apples on the tree. And the fruit that drops from them. If they're apples, it's an apple tree. There's no point me saying to you, that's a pear tree. And you say, well, it's got apples. It's an apple tree. It's by the fruit that I know it's an apple tree. And we can't separate the fact that we can't just confess Jesus as Lord and then live our lives as if he's not, because then the fruit is not matching up with with what we're saying we are we can't separate it jesus is not given us that option can't just say i'm a christian and that will mean no life change for me i will just carry on doing what i'm doing and and jesus is saying here it's decision time this real faith calls for a real decision will you choose light or darkness god or the or the deceivers the deception the ways of the world or the way of jesus who said i am the way There's only two choices. There's no middle ground. There's no, well, I won't make a decision. It should be all right in the end. There's two roads to follow. One is broad. And the travellers on that broad road follow their own desires and do whatever they want. There's an arrogance, uh, an I know best. Uh, It's self-focus. And the result, if you look around the world, is carnage. And the other path is narrow. These are the only two options. And it's the path directed by what God has revealed to us, In the Bible and is proved to be good, true and faithful. Of course I can still think about myself but also think about others, also uh, abiding God. I'm also looking for the things that God wants me to do. It means I want my confidence to be in God and not the world. It means that God can forgive me and release me in freedom, faith-filled freedom, to serve him and bring his kingdom On earth as it is in heaven. One gate is wide, verse 13 says, and if you want to go on that wide road or that wide gate, um, well, it's wide enough, you can take all your luggage with you and you'll get in. Includes your sin, that's part of the luggage. Includes your pride, that's part of the luggage. And when you arrive at your destination, you're going to pay for all that yourself. You bring all that baggage in and you're going to have to pay. But the other gate is small. And in a sense, to enter that means you've got to throw off the baggage. You've got to leave some of your life behind so so you can come through. And the gate is Jesus himself. And both gates have a destination. Destruction for those on the wide road and life, real life, verse 14, for those on the narrow. So is a decision time to say, am I going to go through the narrow gate or am I going to go through the wide gate? And I know very early on in, in my walk, I said narrow gate, but I wanted to hold on to the baggage. Didn't really want to change too much and God had to do a work. But real faith really ends with the decision. If I go back a little bit to Matthew 4 verse 10, Jesus has been battling with Satan in his time of temptation. And he says, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. I mean, that's a good line. Isn't it for the Christian, for the one who's made that true decision? Worship the Lord your God, serve Him only. It means in everything I do. Jesus quoting from Deuteronomy six, verse thirteen. That means everything I'm doing. He goes on to say in Matthew six thirty three, but seek first His kingdom and His righteousness. It's saying this decision means everything. This is real faith. I'm putting all of my faith in God, and and do you know what? That was a journey for me. I remember my profession of faith in 1995, Um, and I spent five years weighing up what that meant and what the impact would be um, because I knew for me it would change everything. And it took five years for me to be baptized. I was a millennium Christian baby, baptized in 2000. And immediately after my baptism, I knew I was called to ministry. That's my journey, yours will be different or it might be the same. Uh, But I remember it was that the baptism I said that's total commitment, my life is His now. Uh, I've spent five years wrestling. Uh, And sometimes I still do, but that was the commitment. That was the real faith. That was me saying, that's it, it's a new birth. And I've got loads to learn, and it's going to be a a great journey, but we'll get there day by day. And Jesus warns us, doesn't he, in verses 15 and 20, about the false prophets, the false teachers. And he says, by their fruit you will recognise them. And his statement in verse 20, uh, where he says that, leads us to the second point uh, this morning. Once I've got my real faith, once I've got my real faith, It's got to be a faith that works. That faith is not left alone just for me. It can't be, I'm saved, hurrah. No, nothing with that faith. Nothing is going to change. Imagine if you were trained to be an electrician and you did your apprenticeship and you took all the exams and you you passed all the tests and and you get that day where the the degree or diploma or seat guilds, whatever it is, comes through. It says, you are now, Ian, you are now an electrician. Excellent. I'm going to sit at home and I'm not going to do any electrical work for anybody. It's just pointless. Um, my identity is not what it should be. I can say I'm a literature, but I'm not doing any electrical work. Why is it so many Christians say, I'm a Christian, but feel there's no outworking in that? Uh, there's, there's no effort on their past, on their path. Some of it is because we say, quite rightly, that salvation by faith alone, of course it is. I mean, God's done that work, but he's done it for a purpose. And we must have, the second point, a faith that works. So I must be more than just a talking Christian. Uh, you know, we ought to be doing this, or I should be doing that, but I'm not going to change, I'm not going to allow God to change me, Uh, we get faith, we get that saving faith, but it is for a reason, it's not a faith that's supposed to be lethargic, or powerless, or flaky, it's not paying lip service, Um, you know, I go to church on a Sunday, I give a bit of money, uh, I pray every now and again, and I won't even think about it till next Sunday and it won't impact my life Monday through Saturday. A saving faith that works, that stands, that applies. Jesus said in Matthew 7, 24 to 27. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mind and puts them into practice. See, it's an active, isn't it? Hear the word. Now go and put it into practice. Can't be I'm a good Christian because I know the word of God. It's got to be, I'm a Christian, I know the word of God, and I'm going to apply it, I'm going to put it into practice. So he says, therefore, anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose. These are the troubles that sometimes hit us in life. The winds blew and beat against that house, but it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. It was rooted in Christ, the rock of our salvation he goes on to say in verse 26 you see it there but everyone who hears these words of mine and doesn't put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand the rain came down the streams rose the winds blew and beat against that house so the troubles in life came and and it fell with a great crash you know faith's not working for me i'm going to walk away but it takes action to be the wise person takes action to put the words into practice, takes sacrifice, dedication, real faith to put the words into practice. But Jesus is not mincing his words here. He says, you're foolish if you read this and then don't do it. He's calling you foolish. um, If I said that as a pastor to someone, I'd I'd, uh, I'd probably have a short ministry. But Jesus is not mincing his words. He said, you're a fool if you do this, if you read it and don't do anything. But you're wise if you take my word and apply it real faith, not just Sundays, uh, as much as I love them and miss them, not just singing songs, not just that feel good factor of Christianity, but it's a faith that puts jesus 's words into practice. It means it's a faith that can stand in those times that are really testing. James uh, chapter one, verse two to four I think Tom read this the other week consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Because you know that the testing of your faith pre- produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. I mean, it's been a test. This, we are in a test in time. Um, I've had my own battles, as you know, the last six months or so. And we can only face these times. We can only say, my faith is solid. My faith is real. If I can stand, if I can say, despite these things... I, it's all, I'm all for God. And, and if anything in this time, I've become much, much closer to God. Not walking away. I didn't want to, well i had a bit of a rough time, I think I've had it now, I'm off. That's not the real faith I believe Jesus is looking for. And I can only face those hard times, and you can as well, if you build your life in Christ. That's the wise person who built his house on the rock. That's where your depth of relationship uh, becomes so much stronger. Otherwise, verse 26 and 27, the faith is going to wither and it falls with a great crash. A faith that works, a faith that's rooted, has its foundations in Christ. You'll see that outworking of that faith, the faith that works uh, from Matthew 5 where Jesus talks about us being salt and light. Let your light shine before others. They may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. He's expecting that our works would be noticed that the things we do would be noticed. Um, They can only be noticed, the things we do can only be noticed if we're doing something. If I'm going to be a person who says, well, I think I'll I'll jog along to church on a Sunday, I'll I'll tick my boxes, and that's it. Who's going to see that? You'll know it, and perhaps the people in church, but the, the local environment won't know it, the local community won't know it, there'll be no real impact of your faith on other people. So I think as Christians... Jesus is effectively saying to us, look for the opportunities, they're all around you, all around you to do good for God. Um, uh, Someone was telling me recently, they were, uh, and I think some of this as well, if I can say this, we're talking about the staff team, we do miss our Sundays, of course we do. Um, They're they're a culmination of everything where uh, we can see lots of people, the words preached, people get sent out, and a lot of what we do is about Sunday. And I do miss it. But we're saying that actually we've got a lot of mature Christians uh, in our congregation. And and it's great to come together. It's great to have the fellowship. It's great to worship together. It's great to hear the word. But a lot of them know what they should be doing already. They don't need a leader to say, well, why don't you do this? Or this is how you love your neighbor. You know, you can work that out for yourself. So it's looking for some of the opportunities. Friend, friend, uh, someone in the church was saying to me recently. Just that they, they, they had a responsibility of a local magazine down their road. Um, they used to deliver it and take the couple of quid, for whatever it was, for the magazine. But right in the middle of COVID, they kind of felt people might not be comfortable about opening doors and social distancing. They don't want to hand over the money. So he paid uh, out of his own money for the street. And he wasn't saying this to glorify himself at all. He started using it as an example because we were talking about how, how does our light shine? How do, how do we become sort and of light? In the communities. And he just felt it's going to cause some people stress. Um, so what he did, he just delivered them. Didn't ask for the money. He just put a little card in and said, look, this is what I've done. Taken care of it. Hope you're okay. Probably some other stuff uh, as well. And he was saying to me, the reaction he got from that, just where there's been a bit of care, a bit of foresight, a bit of concern, was incredible. That's being salt and light in your community. It wasn't a difficult thing to do. Just saw something. Do you know what? This would be a good thing to do. And I'm going to do it. Let your light shine before others. They may see your good deeds. Glorify your Father in heaven. How does that look? if you think about some of the ministries that go on, we've got our personal things we can do, like that fellow I just spoke about. But I look at the food bank. I'm actually following this, going to go down and see it today with uh, Gary. Uh, you look at schools ministry, These are. This is salt and light. This is letting the light shine. Uh, street pastors is a great ministry. Um, if i am really got my faith that's real and it's, and it's active, um, it's going to affect my marriage. I'm going to uh, uh, be in a marriage where a husband and wife honour and love one another, thinking of the other one uh, first. I'm going to treat my wife, hopefully, I'm not perfect at this, but in a, in a way that Christ would like me to treat her and her the same uh, to me. That will affect relationship. This is faith in action that's working. It should affect my character. Always a challenge, always a good spiritual health check. Get to Galatians five, look at the fruit of the spirit, and then measure yourself, not against one, but against all of them. It's a challenge, but this is real faith. Am I growing in love and in joy and in peace and in patience, in kindness, in goodness, in faithfulness, in gentleness, in self control? You know, when you look at that passage, it's not fruits of the spirit, it's not plural. They are all fruit. They're all part of the same fruit. I think especially at the moment, love and kindness to people. Bearing with people. I've seen people argue, you should be wearing a mask, I don't need to. Um, we should be allowed to hug you. No, I'm not comfortable. We've just got to respect people um, and, and their viewpoints. We've got to, It's a chance for us to be kind. And I, I always look at the Galatians 5 passage and think, well, how am I doing? Not... I'm doing all right in the joy a bit, but, you know, I've run out of patience. That's not good enough. There's got to be an action on my part, so I'm determined to grow in all of those. So character, this is where faith is real. Um, it might be you're thinking you're sitting at home, maybe you're elderly and more infirm or just, just not very well. And you say, well, I can't get along to the food bank or schools minister or street pastors or I'm not married or I can't help this person or that person. I can't actually physically look after my neighbour. you're one of the most important people you're my prayer warriors you're god's prayer warriors you know sit at home pray for those ministries all of us can have a faith in action seeking first the kingdom salt and light we don't need the building for that i long for us to be back in the building but we don't need the building to be salt and light in our communities go and love your neighbor find a way you don't need me to tell you how to do that you can find a way Look at the community. Look at what's needed. Seek to do good and seek to do it in the name of Jesus. Being, being a person that has a real faith and using that faith and making it a faith that works. And the reason we want to do that is my last point as we're uh, uh, coming in to finish. If, we've got, if I've got a real faith, I'm really committed and I've got a faith that I'm going to use now and it, it, I'll put it to work... I'm going to do the actions. The actions don't earn my salvation. The actions come from uh, the gifts that God has given me. I can't earn my way into heaven. But because of the gratitude, because of the change, they should be a natural consequence um, of, of what we do. So now we've got a faith that matters. Last point. James two fourteen uh, 14 to 19. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? So James is saying, well, you, you, going back to my, my first point, you can say you've got faith, but show me your deeds. You know, it's, it's, what's it worth if, you, if you're not prepared to put it into action? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or a sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, and just pass them by effectively, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is that? He's, what he's, saying. He's, he's not saying you haven't got faith. He's saying, what good is your faith to the homeless person when you just walk by? What good is your faith to say someone should feed them and do nothing? Um, it's that. It's the, it's the lethargic, apathetic faith. Um, but there's nothing about their physical needs. What good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. Your faith should make an impact on you. And it should make an impact on those around you. He goes on to say, but someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds and I will show you my faith by my deeds. You believe there is one God. Good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. It's not enough for people to say, I'm all right, I believe in God. But what are you going to do with that belief? See, faith is a gift. Paul tells us that. We can't earn it, but real faith will show evidence Of the doing. The deeds will come. The deeds will accompany real faith. The deeds do not give you faith. They are evidence for uh, faith. And so therefore faith matters. And you must. We must not neglect it. It means that faith matters first of all to you personally. You need to build your faith on the solid rock that is Christ. It means that I've got to take my relationship with God really seriously. We had building work done once many years ago. And there's this sort of extension happening. The builder came round. He said, "We said we've, we've got a problem with piles." And uh, I was a bit worried. I thought he was on about medical need, but it wasn't, uh, thankfully. But he had to drill big holes because um, they had to get the foundations right. And it turned out that the water table was pretty mixed up. And he kept. He said, "We've got to go deeper." I said, "Okay." How deep we got to go? And they kept going deeper and deeper and deeper. And it was costing money. And he said, "Look, Ian, you've got to get the foundation right. Everything. The house can look pretty afterwards." But that's all it'll be. It'll look pretty and it'll fall down uh, as soon as the wind uh, and and bad weather comes. The foundations were paramount uh, to the building. The foundations in faith are paramount to your real faith. You need to build on the solid rock. And in the same way they drilled down, it was hard work getting it right. Sometimes it is hard work. It means I've got to take my relationship with God seriously. I'll be blessed by that. But sometimes it is a discipline. Um, I heard, uh, I think it was Spurgeon that said once, someone asked me whether it's more important to read my Bible or to pray. And he answered, well, it's like asking whether it's more important to breathe in or breathe out. We need both. You need to be in the word of God, not just for the sake of study, but to allow God to speak to you and encourage you. We need to be in prayer, taste and see that the Lord is God. We need to have time. It's something that COVID has given many people uh, solitude, abiding in him I spoke about that last, last time but it is really important, we have to get those foundations right, so that when the trouble comes, like I, I've witnessed it and some, uh, for me personally, but some of you would have as well, that you can say well, I'm going to stand on the rock, I'm not going to be shaken it's, it's a tough time, and I'm hanging on, and I won't give up because I've built it on the solid rock so faith matters to you it matters to others it will matter to your wives or your husbands or your other relationships because if you live living the godly values and taking Jesus in his word uh, you're going to be the best husband or wife there is the passage says that words are not enough real faith must matter it matters to your faith matters to the hungry Um, so if if you're someone who works at the food bank or you're buying a sandwich or whatever it is that matters to that person irrespective of whether they believe in God or not all they know is you fed them faith matters in the schools it matters when uh, God increasingly isn't really in the schools at all but Schools Ministry Billericay go in that matters, that is faith in action it matters to those children to hear that, that message it might be faith in action is on a Friday or Saturday night down the high street with the street pastors. Look, someone needs help. Someone ought to do that. Well, they're there doing it. Um, you don't have to be a street pastor to do that, but, but that's a brilliant ministry. It matters that we have people that run children's and youth work and loads of volunteers for kids Group because families need help. It matters that people put time aside and do holiday at home because there's loneliness and isolation. It matters that we have toddlers group. It matters that we want to run alphas. It matters we have global cafe. It matters that you're a prayer warrior. This is faith that is real, that is in action, and now it affects people. So to finish, make sure your faith is real. Commit your life wholeheartedly to Jesus and follow him. Don't just confess him. Follow him as well. Let's not pay lip service. And remember that you're saved for a purpose. Of course there's that eternal destiny, which is fab. Um, but for now, Ephesians 2 verse 10. We are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works. You know, we, because we say salvation by faith alone, which of course it is, and that is a gift of God, it's a grace of God. But it doesn't excuse us from saying, so I don't have to work anything. Actually We do. We do. Um, we need to be working uh, for the kingdom values in this world, being saved for a reason, faith in action, basing your life in God's truth and applying it. And that way you withstand the storms because you've had a real faith. That's wise. Don't be like the foolish builder and think you can ignore God and his word and flourish. You can't. And then finally, it means that all equates to a faith that matters. It means that your faith will impact other people, other situations. It means that you're being sought and light. Even though we can't meet on a Sunday, you're out there doing it anyway. Look for those opportunities. Um, I like to think I'm someone who does that and, and gets it right all the time. I like to think that, but I, that's incorrect thinking. I do like to look for the opportunities. I don't get it right all the time. I'm going uh, to... As I say, I don't think I'm a bad person, but, but so you know that I've not got it all worked out. I'm, I'm really quite embarrassed about this. This is to, to finish. Um, so Andrew and I, as you might know, we, got, we did actually get away from Portugal and they changed the rules while we were there and we, got to, we had to quarantine for two weeks. But uh, while I was out there, one of the privileges was their rules for church are, are different to ours. So you can go to church and you wear a face mask, but you can sing and you can have fellowship afterwards and teas and coffees as long as you're social distance. So um, we were there and the pastor was saying the things that people have missed the most is the fellowship. We went twice to this church. Um, really really good so we and and it actually i don't get me wrong i've missed our sundays didn't realize just how much it was wonderful to be there but of course the weather's good they've got open space great teaching um and and you know our building just doesn't allow uh, for the same sort of environment but it was really good to be part of it so we're filled we're we feel on fire and we're ready to to go for it and everything else we had lunch booked uh, in about an hour's time. So, um, but we wanted to pick up something from the local supermarket. We went to the local supermarket and uh, we're doing our bit of shopping and stuff like that. And we've, we've, we're getting our food. And there was a guy, probably about the same age as me, and I noticed him struggling down the aisle. He had a kind of crutch in, 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 on this arm. His feet were turned inward. He's holding a basket laden down with shopping and he's walking like this, really, really slowly just come from church I'm faith filled I want to talk about faith in action I look for the opportunities and so I said to Andrea someone should help that bloke you think the staff would come along and help him and you know it's a shame we're in a rush and uh, to my disgust we, we left I didn't help him didn't offer to help him got home both of us didn't enjoy lunch we couldn't let it go and you know we repented and we asked God for another opportunity we didn't get one um, it was missed like that. Talking to Roger um, at our staff meeting this Monday, I was sharing this. I said, I'm not sure whether to share it or not, because it's so bad. A bad example of how to be a bad, or a good example of how to be a bad Christian. Um, I'm not like it all the time, but I want you to know that I haven't got it all worked out. And he said that something in, their, in, their, uh, in, their pli- in his police work. Uh, they would say, when, you, when you're going out for the day, don't come back and have an incident where you say, I should have. Just do it. If you if you should have done it, do it. And and really, I should have offered to help that bloke. You might have been offended. You might not. People people may have um, may have offered already. I don't know. What I do know um, is I didn't. So I'm going to pray for us. And um, and uh, yeah, go get get the real faith. Really commit. Get that faith in action. Should be making a difference to people in your close relationships and the wider community. Because it does matter, and especially at these times. The church building is closed to a certain extent. The church is very much open. You're out there making it work. God bless you. I'm going to pray for you, and, um, and uh, hopefully I'll be seeing you soon. Father, we thank you for your word. We, we thank you that Jesus is direct with us. I thank you, Lord, that he's loving, he's merciful, uh, but also uh, he challenges us. And I pray that all of us would be challenged uh this morning and, I, and I, I pray for forgiveness even that example that i've just shared it's so easy to miss opportunities and, and probably we can't react to every opportunity but some are that's uh, just staring at us in the face so pray for opportunities now moving forward where we can be that sort and light and we can have a faith that is real that that, that works and matters for those around us and for ourselves uh, pray this in jesus name amen I love you all. Shalom, be at peace, and I'll see you soon. God bless.